Everybody, you were just listening to some poetry and music by Tony Aldarondo, a Bay Area poet, off his CD called The Rhyming Poet. Check him out at www.tonyaldarondo.com. That was some good stuff. All right, so I feel very fortunate right now because I've got in the studio tonight Greg Pond and I have been listening to Greg Pond's work since I moved to San Francisco 15 years ago because he is a, a dedicated attendant of the open mics in San Francisco, and he does a lot of community work. He's got four books of poetry published, which is quite an accomplishment, and you know, really a, a real, you know, it's, it's a real treat to have him here at Mutiny Radio on a Saturday night. So, let me, so say, say hello to everybody, Greg. Good evening, San Francisco. And the world. And the world. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, EK, for inviting me here. It's my pleasure. I'm glad you can make it. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited, uh, about, about hearing your work tonight and about talking to you afterwards. So you ready to go? Uh, yes, I am. Yes, All right, Greg, give give us some poems. Okay, here we go. Belly. He spanned the transatlantic floating in fetal boat. 
in the belly of African ancestors descended from centuries ago. He crossed the pond with elastic arms stroke by belly stroke. Ocean trekked to the Caribbean west from the coast of Sierra Leone. He paddled belly up past middle passage trade where white caps waved like headstones bobbing over the watery graves. He swam across gigantic blue glued to the belly of a boat, feeling the taut of a slave's umbilical cord wrapped noose-like around his throat. He lay back to belly starving in a human sardine can, stripped of the pride that kept hope alive, the strength that made him a man. Separated from family, the roots of his tree soon buried in new sand. He first set foot on white man's plantation, then climbed the auction stand among those on inventory roll, where America welcomed him with the back of its hand, while newborn babies barely from mama's bellies got taken away and sold. He picked cotton by the lot, got fingers stuck by thorn skin blistered by the hot, frost-bitten in winter storms. He belly-flopped sundown to moon up, but no matter what he did, he didn't ever do enough. He bore the racial, racial branding that strangled memories of his African home planted deep in the pit of his belly. Then when his free papers were ready, he left and headed north, following back roads that offered the safest course, step, by guarded step, with the choke of Massa's rope still tight around his neck. He later fell prey to the master plan. Black codes, Jim Crow, no vote, no job, no hope, it's idle workshop for the devil's hands. Clinging underbelly to humanity, segregated to the edge of insanity. Integration's ticket in, but no way out, a village ghetto land. He woke in a cold panic, sweat drenched, frantic, and alone, living in an old sleeping bag around the corner from Skid Row. After a 400-year nightmare, too many doors still closed. The fight for civil rights left him with no dream realized, no sight of the prize except for two black eyes and a bloody nose. Pushed back against the wall, still born in the belly of America, still looking for a place to call home. The Earth's in Crisis The Earth's in crisis. The Earth is reeling. The Earth is crying. The Earth is screaming and bleeding. The Earth is dying right before our eyes. With the severity of hurricanes, heat waves, environmental abuse, misuse, and neglect, blistering cold, record lows, and years of human disrespect. The Earth's in crisis. 
The ice cap melts as the globe warms. The climate changes. We wonder what comes next. How do we expire the fires that ravage and scorch the land? Will we ever stop dropping oil and plastics in the ocean and in the sand? The Earth's in crisis. If we continue to pollute Mother Earth and Sister Sea, There'll be no legacy for our youth, daddy animals, or brother trees, which will spell the demise of the planetary family. The Earth's in crisis. Can't you hear? Can't you feel? Can't you see? The Earth is reeling. The Earth is crying. The Earth is screaming and bleeding while we are all dying right before its eyes. The Earth's in crisis. At the border, number four. We know that those who are the biggest diversity foes will usually try to find a way to separate you and me from us, so that we doubt each other, rarely agree, and never trust. Meanwhile, those in control always defend their own and find ways to rationalize, to excuse, and condone the way this nation has chosen to deal with the border crisis, which is to close the door on asylum-seeking families and show limited humanity to folks who pose much less of a threat than the lingering remnants of ISIS or our ballooning national debt. Migrants are demonized, whose only crime was to choose not to die in lands they've grown up, in lands they still love, but lands turned so ruthless, dangerous, and corrupt that many had to take their families, risk their lives, walk for miles, and sometimes run to escape the gangs, the machete, the government, or the gun. To be lucky enough to make it to our border, they think their immediate fears are done. But find out much too late, another nightmare has just begun. Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn Nights. Way back on some mellow Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn Nights, rhythm and blues brothers used to street corner croon and harmonize. Sweetening the evening with tenor and bass tunes, they would polish the baritone sky with a coat of velvet sound. I'd push the curtains aside to see them standing four or five, heads bowed, under a dim streetlight, voices low but somehow loud enough to drown out competition from the rumble of Oldsmobile mufflers, transistor radios, and antenna TVs, the faded shouts of hustlers, and the rustle of summer trees. From the other side of my curious bedroom window, it seemed, they were performing just for me. 
A soul concert of white t-shirts and dungarees singing real good for free. Under a fading yellow light, an aspiring group of doo-wop fellas practice harmony and ghetto a cappella. Some of the sounds and flavors I remember from those Bed-Stuy Brooklyn nights. Home Alone I'm a solo homo sapiens, a star slowly fading from sight. I'm home and all alone on the range, a stranger in the middle of night. I'm a slow game of poker, trying to decide which cards to play, holding a royal flush and joker, hiding my hand with deadpan face. I'm a cool shower or hot soak, a clear statement or murky riddle. I'm an up after hours, stay at home, one and only homie in the middle. I'm an endangered black man. I live with a bull's eye on my back. I'm a break a few rules, old school papa. I got the fever and a brand new bag. I'm a bitch, a fairy, a fruit, and a fag. I'm all the taboo names they say. I've been homo, sissy, and butch queen in drag, marching in the rainbow flag parade. I'm a black cat poet activist. I'm a senior seeking change. I'm a seasoned homo sapiens, burner of the midnight flame. I'm a hometown, homegrown homebody, hanging home alone on the range. Ms. Fanny Lou Hamer. When is it time to become inspired? When is it time to stand for truth? When will you finally be sick and tired of being sick and tired like Ms. Fanny Lou? She mobilized, sacrificed, fought the fight for civil rights. She used to say, you can pray until you faint. You can cry until you're blue. But if you don't get up and try to do something, God won't put it in your lap for you. She helped poor folks register even while the law threatened her. Despite the guns, clubs, and dogs, she would always proclaim, I'm not backing off. Didn't come all this way for just two seats on the train when we're all sick and tired of the being sick and tired refrain. An activist for women, pioneer to end the voting ban. Jail, mistreated, severely beaten by a white authority's hand. I recall her saying, whether you have a Ph.D. or no D at all, we're in this bag, together we will stand, divided we will fall. But 
if I do go down, let me stretch my five foot four inch frame forward so I'll be that much closer to freedom by the time I hit the ground. Miss Fannie Lou, a fighter, a champion, a maverick who took a stand for those who couldn't speak for themselves in the, in the deep of the 60s South against the Ku Klux Klan with the burning crosses and the twisted mouth as Nina Simone sang the blues about bodies hanging while black is still the color of America's hate and fear state to state across this land and everywhere and everybody knows about Mississippi god damn This pretty city. Little by little, this pretty city is being riddled by disease. Gentrification has replaced AIDS as the latest urban bane, though many, it seems, despite the signs, don't know what this means, oblivious to the change. Little by little, this pretty city welcomes fancy cosmetic upgrades. But once the script gets flipped, it means many barely make it through the day. Neighborhood soul is fading fast from the needy to the greedy to the seedy and depraved. Little by little, this pretty city split between have-nots, have-gots, the rich and poor, those who can't afford a door to protect them from the rain. Some for whom less will always be more, saccharine sweet or rotten to the core. The wealthy get healthy, the homeless miss the train. Little by little, this pretty city, sometimes haven, sometimes town without pity, Still lovely to visit, so the tourists claim. Steady singing about what is hip, but the tower is now leaning, and the power has lost its feeling, and all that's left is the crying game. Little by little, this pretty city, overrun by the loaded who've abandoned the least, the ones forced to flee or live with shame, the tech crowd, the burnt outs, the beauties and the beasts all point their fingers, but who's going to take the blame? Little by little, this pretty city, growing taller in overall stature, but smaller in affordable places to stay. This love affair is now a tug of war, but despite feelings that conflict, like many who leave when I'm gone, I get homesick and eager to return to the fog and gray. Little by little, this pretty city, this sleek, slick, sometimes acidic peninsula that reeks of privilege, excess, and early decay, also offers compassion, hope, and reverence with a helping hand to guide the way, and many chances to see a skyline glittering while you're sitting 
by the dock of the bay. Phoenix I am Phoenix, rising from smoke and smoldering ashes, a sole survivor. The flames are lapping after me, but I truly believe if I keep ascending, this fire will never reach this bird on the wire unless I stop to breathe. So, I continue to walk a tightrope towards the sun balanced on wings held by strings, not wax, so that mine won't melt like Icarus and my arms won't flap in futility while my feathers float to sea. I'll fly me to the moon and hitch a ride on heaven's breeze, catch a current to carry me home if I happen to tire so I can rest my soul. Gonna fly so high that I won't be singed by the fire below or the inferno within. As the smoke climbs higher above the embers of anger, guilt, and rejection, see me soar above the pyre towards enlightenment and redemption. No longer a bird perched on a wire, but one who hovers far above the atmosphere where the moon and sun are lovers. I've been redirected, resurrected, reconnected, and inspired. Rising in the midst of this, I am Phoenix, soul survivor. That's me with the beat snaps. Wow, Greg Pond. What a set you picked out for us tonight. Thank you. <laughs> that was amazing. Well, I'm going to I'm going to play another one of Tony's songs and give us all a chance to like soak that in a little bit. And then we're going to come back and have a chat. What do you think? Sounds great. All right. Here we go. So this is another piece from Tony Alderondo's CD titled The Rhyming Poet that you can find at www.tonyalderondo.com and it's titled We Are Poets. Here goes. your temples, touch your hearts, and masturbate your mind. We are poets. We can take pretty words, put them in a poem, and plant a mental seed. Or we can take shitty words when we're filled with rage, put them on a page, and make it bleed. can put words together describing an aroma and make you think that page was scented we are poets the reason the exclamation point was invented we write recite perform we never never conform 
It's the way we poets know damn well we were born. Pushed out performing and crying since birth, our hearts already broken and torn. But we as poets, we can take pieces of broken words, turn them into spoken words, and give a broken heart a fresh new start. Take a young boy's broken dreams and mend them with spoken seams. We are poets, blessed and filled with words. We create with words, relate with words, transform and relocate with words. We say things like five times five divided by pi equals the number of rainbow stars in the sky. And have you asked why? It's simple mathematics, time is dramatics, factored into a poetical third eye. And the answer in the back of your mind's book is even simpler. We are poets. Ay, ay, ay. Love making, keyboard breaking, erotic poets. We can make a pen, make love to paper, and make it come. Make words intoxicate your mind like a strong Puerto Rican rum. Our poets from our hearts the words flow through our tongues mouths and lips the words magically know where to go in our heads the poets of the dead are awoken we speak from our hearts with the voice of the broken we are poets this much we know we give birth to words touch mother earth through words and that open mics open our mouths and pour out our hearts with words Write, then rewrite and double check the last rewrite because we know the last rewrite is the one that has to be right <laughs> we are poets we share our breath with words and we will write and recite till our death with words we everybody you are listening to open pages on mutinyradio.fm right here in san francisco at 2781 21st street at florida if you want to come on down we got a couple of people here for the open mic and uh but before we we get to that i still have greg pond here in the booth with me and you know, if you've been listening, you just heard a marvelous, marvelous set that covered a lot of ground. And really so many topics that are so important from black liberation to the environmental crisis to... <laughs> the the immigration and then there were some joyous moments in Brooklyn and um and y- you know I that piece home alone I just loved that like the joy of being a gay man <laughs> that was pretty awesome and Miss Fanny Lou Hamer I loved that and gentrification, like, and 
it it's it's just all there so so greg tell me tell me what you want to talk about like there's there we, we could cover a lot of ground here oh boy um again thank you for having me this is this is such a treat um I always get nervous when I read, no matter what venue, open mics or on the radio. I just get very nervous. But once I'm into it, I'm I'm in my zone. I'm sweating, but I'm in my zone. No one would ever, ever <laughs> know that. Okay, everybody, that's just our little secret. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, let's just start at the beginning i so with belly like that was really a super intense um a, a really concentrated history of how african people were brought to the americas and then enslaved against their will and enslaved and the whole history, like Jim Crow to the present. And, you know, um, so I've been, so I've been twice to the de young to see soul of a nation mm. now. And I've been listening to the sixteen nineteen podcast and, um, yeah, so there, like all of that. When I was listening to that poem, is you know I've got a lot of, a lot of neurons firing right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a lot of history in, in that poem. Um, I started off pretty simply just with that first stanza, the first part about spanning the transatlantic, and just thinking about that, and then I just kind of kept going in the voyage. And what I did in each of the stanzas, I used the word belly in some form in each of the stanzas. And I just thought of the word as more like a, um, like being in the womb of, of, of a, you know, in the belly of, of something that's going to sprout. And unfortunately for African people, coming to this country, it has, for the most part, sprouted in ways that are not very good, not very healthy for us, not very um, supportive for us. And um, so that's kind of where I was going with that, that poem. It just kept moving and moving, and then I ended up on Skid Row, you know, and it just, just seemed like, oh, gee... <laughs> And uh, I, I didn't want to be negative in it, but I wanted to be honest, as honest as I could. And uh, it's beautiful. I, yeah, I happen to like it very much. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's it's a heavy hitter, and I feel like yeah, it it was a good place to to really start because. Um, I feel like that every single poem that you read after that had a relationship to that piece. Hmm. So yeah, it it's hmm. really cool. Um, 
so you also, and I guess I want to like kind of bounce around here because one of the pieces that I felt like really resonated with that was this pretty city, which you read close to the end. And there are a couple of lines that really grabbed me in there. Gentrification has replaced AIDS. That was, that's a heavy, heavy line. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, um, And And, having lived through both of those phases in San Francisco, or we're living through gentrification now and having lived through the, the uh, AIDS crisis, um, I see a lot of similarities. I see a lot of um, displacement. I see a lot of disillusionment. I see a lot of um, abandonment of people, of, um, of wow. culture in the city, and that concerns me. Um, I understand things change. I understand you know, people leave, new people come, people get bought out, they move away, die, get married, what have you. However, I have a real problem when people come to a community and don't respect what was there, don't respect the history. And also don't respect who is there and don't respect the present also. Absolutely. Like I feel that a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that it goes it goes together cuz many in a lot of times when people come in a lot of people are already gone. Right. You know, the 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 neighborhood has already changed complexion and so mm. to speak. In a really real way yeah. and like <laughs> in a lot of ways. A lot of parts yeah. of the city, right? Yeah. You know, like look what happened to the Fillmore. Exactly. For example, exactly. it's happening in Bayview. It is in happening Bayview. in Bayview. It's yeah. there's a, a lot of there's a big shift in who's living in the Bayview. I, I uh, saw a, a billboard. Uh, I think it was last week. And it was from for Lenar, the uh, big developer. Oh wow! And it said, "Luxury condominiums and townhouses." In Hunter's Point. Wow. Do you Mid, think they're going to... Mid 600,000s to $1.3 million. Do you think they're going to tell people about the radioactive naval shipyard waste? Shh. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Was I not supposed to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> they're hoping people don't find out. You know... It, it's it's insane. It's absolutely insane. In Hunter's Point, once the... One of the banes of the city, one of the places people would never even think of going to venture, let alone live. Now, luxury condos and townhouses. Well, and there are people going to be pushed out of there. Oh, absolutely. Right? Toxic it's or not. Like, now. it's oh, it's right. somebody's, it's where people live. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And not rich people. Wow, that's an interesting what we learn from billboards, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's also, you know, yeah, I feel like there's just a lot of relationship with that piece also with one that that you read a little bit earlier called At the Border Number 4. Mm. Yes. Which I love that because I'm so curious also about At the Border 1, 2, 3 and possibly <laughs> after 4. Um you know, I've been 
I've been doing, doing a lot of reading, Greg, you know, in my, in my secret double life, I'm a, I'm a high school librarian and, and as a good librarian, I do try to read. And this year I've read an indigenous people's history of the United States Mm -hmm. and another history called an African-American and Latinx history of the United States. And they have informed my thinking a lot, both of them. Um, just really beginning, and that's the thing. Like, I've I've learned mostly what the gaps in my own education are around American history, um, and in my family history mm-hmm. as well. Um, and one of the concepts that that keeps coming up that I've been, you know, researching and kind of following up on is, you know, really the, the idea that gentrification is the kind of modern, it's, it's the modern form of settler colonialism. Like it's, it's a new iteration of the same pattern of white and now white wealth taking over spaces that are occupied, occupied and used <laughs> um, and, and depended on mm-hmm. by black, brown, and indigenous folk. So, Absolutely. yeah, I was... As well as the resources. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um... Yeah, so I was really, really appreciating just... I get a lot of ideas when I listen to your work. <laughs> mm, thank you. Uh, by the way, that um, last one at the border, number four, was uh, published in the latest edition of Overthrowing Capitalism. All right. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Where where can people find a copy uh, of that? That's available. Um, it's, it's to the Revolutionary Poets Brigade. All right. Yeah. And um, if you can... You can Contact me at uh, visiting poet at outlook dot com, and I'll I'll connect you with the uh, to get a copy of that. Awesome. Yeah. I think it might be available at City Lights and maybe at a Beat Museum in the city. All right, that's cool. Yeah, I, I think I'm. I think I might have to get a hold of that myself. Um, yes, yeah, so you've got all these like, I I really love about your set that you really took us on a little ride. Like there's a lot of serious stuff, but you did a really beautiful job of, you know, kind of inserting the joy, like all these difficulties that we go through in our lives and in these times, in the times that we live in. And, and then there's, 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 is it Bed's, Bedstoy? Bedsty. Bedsty. Yeah, I'm originally from Texas, so. Okay, Bedford-Stuyvesant <laughs> is a section in Brooklyn. Right. I knew it was a neighborhood mm-hmm. in New York, but yes, Brooklyn. Um, can you can you talk more about that piece? Like the sounds of it mm. are so beautiful. Oh, I have such such great memories of that. Um, I grew up in in Brooklyn. Late fifties, sixties, um, and um, quite often in the evenings, uh, 
a few guys would get together, a few guys from the neighborhood would get together, and uh, usually after a few beers and whatever else, <laughs> they'd, they'd get to a lamppost, and they would start singing, harmonizing. Um, many times they were, as you can imagine, they'd been, had a, after a few beers, they were all, all over the place and just loud and kind of raucous, but there were times when they were just angelic. The voices were just amazing. And these may have become professional singers at some point, maybe not, but nevertheless, they would just get together and do these little mini concerts, if you will. And I just remember just looking out my bedroom window and kind of being able to see up to the corner and seeing the shadows of these guys there singing and hearing them. And having and then years later writing this poem, when all this came back to me, I was thinking about all this and it just came flooding back in such a vivid memory and there it was. That's well, thank you for for sharing that memory with us. Because it's just it evo it definitely it evokes all of that. And I just really enjoyed the the sounds and the rhythm in the piece. Mm. And yeah, I, I, I really, I really loved that. Um, you know, I was also really inspired by Miss Fanny Lou Hamer. What a great piece. And, you know, I, I feel like that she doesn't get enough airplay. You know what I mean? Can you, can you talk a little bit more about her and as your inspiration for that piece? Wow. Um, Miss Fanny Lou. Um, I remember you know, growing up, I was young, but during the civil rights, mid-60s, etc., and I remember seeing her and um, wow. hearing her voice. And I didn't realize she was as small as she was, but because she was just so powerful and spoke without fear. And... Um, she has so many quotes uh, that she's known for. And so with that piece, I took some of the quotes and I inserted them and I kind of embellished them and twisted them a little bit so they're not all exactly, you know, exactly what she would say, but the essence of what she would say. Um, her One of her main uh, phrases was, uh, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Right on. And uh, just that, that feeling of, of getting to the point where after so many years of being, you know, just pushed down, to just get to the point and say, well, I'm tired. I, I've been sick and tired, but I'm tired of being sick and tired. And I'm, and I'm willing now to forge ahead and, and do whatever's necessary to make changes. And she basically put her self out there she was beaten severely in, in a jail i'm thinking this five foot four inch woman what threat could she have right could have proposed to to jailers to make her make them beat her like that uh, but nonetheless she came out of there she recovered she's never quite the same afterwards but she still went on fighting going to you know just to uh actually i think she went to the democratic uh convention i believe um with uh, the may, may may have been the primary in um, in Mississippi, um, 
during that time and uh, was was quite vocal. Um, and um, like, as you say, one of the, the uns, maybe some a little bit of more of an unsung hero. Yeah. Uh, not the first name that you often hear. But, but she did uh, a lot. She, she, along with Ella Baker and, and many other people, just just incredible forces that made those things happen. So I read that also be, uh, because Martin Luther King's uh, the celebration of his birthday is coming up. Yep. And this is right in the right in the struggle, right as part of that. And, right. Um, it's a powerful voice. Yep. And and we're still in these struggles. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> if anything, you know, we've so much has been rolled back. Right. You know, and uh it would be amazing if she were here right now and just opened her eyes, you'd probably say, wait a minute. I thought we did what this. What the already. heck happened? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah, I kind of Here we are. <laughs> here we are. And I you know, I think I guess the lesson for all of us in our various forms of activism is that we can never stop fighting for our freedom and for our rights. Like we can't be complacent and we, we can't let powerful forces drive us apart from our allies because that makes us all less powerful, Exactly. which, you know, from, from my reading of history is very, it was a, a baby i was was, (laughs) (laughs) but you know so i i I wasn't there for a lot of things but you know it it seems like there was a concerted effort like to drive drive people apart and it worked for Mm. a long time and that we're still suffering the consequences of the lack of allies among organizations and groups and individuals that could be powerful in our our progress towards liberation and freedom. You're absolutely right. Yeah. There's, there's so much of that still going on, that concerted effort to drive people apart, to keep right. people from coming together yep. and realizing commonality. Yeah. That's where the strength is. Yeah. Now, you're, you do a lot in our community to bring people together. And you told me that you were doing some, some community organizing and that you've got some events and things coming up. Well, I do. Yeah, I'd like to talk about this uh, event that I'm part of. I'm one of the uh, curators um, for an event called uh, Enter Generations, Enter Generations. And what it is, it's a uh, intergenerational um, a performance night of um, excellence by uh, people uh, who are queer, trans, people of color. Wow. So uh, this is going to be at the uh, Counterpulse on Turk Street. And uh, the actual show is going to be on Valentine's Day, February 14th at uh, 8 o'clock. Uh, there's going to be a, a work in progress on the 24th of this of January like a rehearsal show so we can do a work in progress where we're just going to just lay everything out and just see what we need to tweak and get some feedback from the audience but we're really excited about uh 
about this this event and um we're uh, featuring um elders as well as younger and up and coming you know people uh some of the elders are maria medina um who is a um musician and uh um a great artist um she she plays uh conga cool and um there's blackberry who oh, yeah. i think many people know uh guitarist and songwriter singer and molly and Molly's a spoken word artist as well. Yeah. And then we have uh, some other people, Global Street Dance uh, Masquerade, uh, Shibweze Crouch, Gabriel Christian, Mirza, Sinjay, uh, Benny Avalos, and Fernie Miguel. And uh, it's going to be hosted by uh, Baruch Porras Hernandez. Awesome. Yes, who's an awesome. What uh, a lineup. Right, so and really, how, you've uh, been busy. We're really looking forward to that. And uh, um, the other two curators, uh, Shannon Prasad and Dazier Grego Sykes. Right and this on. is all under the umbrella of Queer Rebels. Queer Rebels, a great organization that does um, a lot of a lot of work in the community, performances and um, outreach as well. So, really so looking forward to this. So that's at the, Counterpulse. This will be a Counterpulse, and Counterpulse is located at 80 Turk Street, and uh, it's going to be at eight o'clock on on us. Uh, this is um, Friday, February 14th, Valentine's Day. That sounds so, great. Well, I, I have nice. it on my calendar. Is nice. it? Is there, a, is there a cover? There is no cover. What? Please come. Something it is free. Free? It is, uh, <laughs> it is wheelchair accessible. Oh, I love that. And there will also be uh, ASL translation as well. That is fi- so. It's accessible so in we're, so we're many ways. It, it's a community event. We want everyone to share in this, and please come out and enjoy this night of uh, of excellence of music and dance and spoken word poetry, and uh, performed by people of the uh, QTPOC community, queer and trans people of color. That sounds. Brilliant. I can't wait. I actually already wrote it on my calendar. That's that's my Valentine's date with my sweetie. All right. Excellent. Yeah, we'll I'm excited for it. For it. Yes, we, we're looking so, forward to that. What else do you want to talk about, Greg? Um, I also want to mention I, um, I do a weekly uh, call-in poetry reading. And it's uh, it's entitled Poetically Speaking. It's through a um, agency called Well Connected, and it's uh, designed for seniors. Uh, wow. It's designed for people who are seniors, shut in, people who are homebound, facility bound, people who don't get out to the open mics and but enjoy poetry and like to hear it from time to time. So every Wednesday afternoon at two. I do a poetry reading over the over the uh, telephone the conference call. People call in and and then they uh, you know make requests. I I do all the reading, but I'll read everybody. I read Shakespeare to Tupac. I wow. read. I throw my own stuff in there, <laughs> and um, it works. It works really well. I I, I love. Uh, I, I I just really enjoy doing that. How to if someone out there listening wants to 
listen or participate? How do you do that? Okay. The name of the, uh, the, the organization is Well Connected. They're located actually on Turk Street in, in, in San Francisco. And I believe it's uh, through Covia Connections, C-O-V-I-A Connections. Uh, that's the kind of parent organization. So if you look up Well Connected or Covia Connections, you should be able to see that. And you go basically and register. Okay. And once you register, then you get the, the list of, of the codes of all the different programs. They have everything from foreign language to medical uh, information to uh, songs, um, uh, riddles, uh, history. There's some, in, there's some online things that they do as well. So they have art, art uh, programs. They have travel things, all types of everything designed for people who are home and facility-bound. Right on. That's really cool. So, uh, so I've been doing that for about four or five years now. And that's on Wednesdays at so two Wednesdays o'clock. At two. And then I also do have a little, my own little gig where I, that I call the visiting poet, where I do a similar type of thing that I do on the radio, but I go out to facilities awesome. and do it in person. So I go to hospitals or assisted living or rehab facilities and I uh, read to seniors there. And if somebody wants to contact you again to have you perhaps come and visit oh, sure. their facility, how, how can they yes. reach you? They can contact me at visitingpoet at outlook.com. That is very generous work that you do, Greg Pond. Well, that's, I also do work with the uh, Revolutionary Poets Brigade as well, um, which is a organization that uh, does a lot of... Uh, as you imagine, poetry events that yep. have a political nature to them in the city and uh, throughout the Bay Area. All right. Wow. We've, I've learned so much about you. I'm so glad that, that you're here tonight and that you had such a great set for me and for everybody. Um, and thank you for this conversation. I thank appreciate you, you so you. much. Thank you so much. This is uh, it's wonderful. And uh, by the way, that uh, Tony Alderado is just awesome. Awesome. I'm glad you're playing him. Well, we're going to listen to one more piece from Tony Alderando called Who Am I? And then when we come back, we got a couple of open mic poets for y'all. So... Here you go. Here's here's another piece from Tony Alderondo's CD, The Rhyming Poet. And if you want to hear more of this, www.tonyalderondo.com. But you're listening to it here at mutinyradio.fm. And that's going to play right now. You know me. Do you know you? Do any of us really even want to know? Or are we just afraid? Afraid of the truth? Some say the truth can really hurt. Others say the truth will set you free. Whatever that means. Who am I? Am I the weak father who walked out on his wife? Gave up on life, looked his little girl in the eye and said, Goodbye. Who 
Am I the bastard delinquent child my mama couldn't handle? The good boy gone bad, the bad man gone mad. A strung out dope fiend in a rush to reach the pearly gate. Am I Catholic, Baptist, gay, or am I straight? Who am I? Will I find out too late? Am I a santero, conguero, or taino chief? Or just some Puerto Rican spick filled with grief? Am I high? Am I low? Or just some guy you call bro? Yell yo, as if I was John Doe. I have a name too, you know. Who am I? Where am I to go? And is it true? Am I the illegitimate son of a Puerto Rican hoe? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Who am I? Am I a part of the new status quo or the new revelation? And what shall be my occupation? Who am I? Can anyone save me? Or if I put out my hands for help? you just enslave me who am i all right everybody you're listening to mutiny radio fm right here in san francisco california and that was Tony Alderondo, and I hope you've been enjoying that. We're going to listen to one more thing before we move to the open mic. And let me just cue this up for you. This is track four from Milo Star Johnson's CD called The Perambulator. And yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be really cool. And, and the title of this song is A Certain Guy. Hey! 
That was fun. That was Milo Star Johnson singing a certain guy on her CD, The Perambulator. And if you like that, you can go to milostarjohnson.com. That's M-I-L-O-S-T-A-R-R-J-O-H-N-S-O-N.com. Also, if you like that, you can just keep listening because she's sitting right here. And she's brought some poems for the open mic. Hey, Milo. Hello, EK. Keep keep talking. Let me make sure I can hear you. Test one, two, three. Test one, two, one, two. There we are. There you are. I hear me. I hear you too. (laughs) All right. So you've you've got you've got some poems for us tonight. I got a few. Yeah. Oh hey, and happy new year. Happy new year. Thanks. I'm glad to see you. Yeah. All right, read to me. (laughs) Uh these are a couple of new ones. First one is called Change. I'm putting my finger up the ass of America. This is not a sexual procedure. I wear gloves. I get a whole hand in. I go farther up, up and away. And now I have my whole head way up inside the ass of America. Here, there is no color, but the darkness is so bright It might as well be white. And I feel some coins. Yeah, some change. This next one is called Tenderloin. Wolf woman howling on the corner, ragged, her mouth a dark wound. Every day this week at the bus stop, None of us could make out words. Is it even English? Until the old punk rock guy says, speed it way up. My baby, my baby, they took my baby away. And this next one is part of a poem cycle I'm doing. This is the introduction of part two, the whole thing is called Vision and Revelation of Miss Experience White, and this is called Bonfire of the Ancestors Sample Instructions. I'm sorry, Bonfire of the Ancestors Preliminary Instructions. Take a bag of whitest ashes to the woods of family trees, sprinkle round the edges Do it on your knees. Return again at night, a candle in your hand. Let the forest whimper stories of the land. Come back in the morning, swing your sharpest axe. Cut down all the trees, pile them up in stacks. Drag off all the stumps so the understories clear. The space is now ready. Your fire goes here. Mm. Wow. And? That's my favorite one so far. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's... That was part of your feature when you featured here a couple months back, right? I didn't read that one, no. Oh. Until but now. that's part of That's part the of the, larger... whole, the whole monster okay. poem cycle, yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. 
I got one or two more if you want to hear them. I really would. Okay. Um, this I wrote a long time ago, actually, half my life ago. <laughs> it's called 30 Years Old in Amsterdam for Bob. Our mornings broke soft gold, running bright over the plates, rolling round town, creaking in funny axles. And when we turned sideways at night, we were invisible. Hmm. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Milo Star Johnson. You're a very talented person, and thank you, EK. I, I appreciate that you appeared in my life kind of randomly. I don't know how we've missed each other, but <laughs> Milo, Milo and I—is it okay if I say how we met? Yeah. Okay, so Milo and I took a class from Tongo Eisen Martin. Like, what was that? A, a year ago or two it was years the ago. end of 2018 okay so it's hard to gauge uh, it's like <laughs> when was that yeah it was kind of long ago but really not that long ago but yeah i'm glad i'm glad we we drawn together to have like an awesome teacher at the same time yeah yeah that was a cool class it was a great class in fact that poem you started with I'm putting my finger up the ass of America, which I just love saying those words out loud. That's hilarious. I first heard that when you read that in, in that class. I read an early version. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Glad to be, I'm glad to be part of the DNA of that somehow. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Tongo. Yeah. <laughs> He's very good. He, you know, he's a great poet, but he he's a really good teacher too. It's, it was, I was really, I really enjoyed that learning. Yeah. I was saying to uh, someone, I, I took notes as best I could. And when I read the notes back, the notes read like a poem on how to write poetry. <laughs> yes. That is also my experience. I took copious notes yeah. as well. So thanks, Tongo. So, hey, Bloodflower. Good evening. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Have I not actually... I must have seen you this year, but maybe no, not. No, I mean, it's I only been a couple of weeks, I so don't that get happens. around much. <laughs> oh, I come think on I now. saw you. Well, I was here last broadcast. Oh, that was in December. That was Solstice. Yeah. Right? So I guess so. And then we hung out in Fog City. Yeah. Afterwards. And yeah. then, yeah, that's the last time I think, I think I spoke to you on the phone. Well, I'm happy to probably. see you right here in person. I like to be here because you're like one of my few friends that aren't a Facebook friend too. Oh, like right. You're like a, um, you're yeah, like everybody, a flesh and blood. Don't, don't be looking for me on Facebook because. Uh, yeah. You're on there. Well, okay. But like, on don't try to sites, interact but, uh, with me on Facebook because right. I don't do that. I know better. <laughs> I just know better. You know. If you want to meet up with me, come to some open mics in San Francisco and you're likely to meet me and. A lot of other great poets. So I like you because you like to bullshit on the phone. That's true. I still like to talk on the phone. That makes me like that makes my generation clear. I like, have like not young. I have like three <laughs> phone poets who I speak who I BS with on the phone. Like three of them. That's like the holy trinity. That's cool. Of the I'm uh, happy to you know, be one of those. It's a lost art. 
It is. Bullshitting on the phone. It is. Um, I'm going to open with um, a sonnet called Muse Sonnet. Um, my muse is down home. Southern land down home. Shoots from the hip down home. She enters my cranium through a well-placed split in my lower lip. And she proceeds to lower herself into the back of my head in lotus position, where she gently and patiently unties the knots from my lazy Roman tongue in order that I may drink from her upturned palm. The sun in the sky, he's not my friend anymore. I'm an unrepentant pagan in a darkened glen, nursing a thigh bone sore. A low red skinwalker on a lev loveless path. I, I raised the dead shore, but I gave them no permission to dance. My muse awakens me, but she knows that I'm I'm well into a deep sleep, and I'm in pursuit of a love three times as bright as the one we stole from the lap of a swooning Satan, his darkened wings crippled with fatigue. When this fallen angel awakens and finds that his orb of fire is no longer in his possession, will he chuckle like a confused child? Will he sh shed sudden tears? Oh, such are the dreams of darkness. Oh, such are the dreams of light. Thank you. Thank you, Bloodflower. I scare myself. Swooning Satan. Yeah, you know, I... Wow. My nod to alliteration. <laughs> And uh, um, in the most strictly devilish sense. And, uh, um, okay. I, um, I have a prose poem and then a, a poem, another sonnet, if that's okay. All right. Um, this is just straight from the notebook. No editing, no revising, which is like um, working without a net for me. But I'll, let's see how it goes. It seems I have inherited a headspace designed like a palace of wretched neglect. It's a humble home, a minaret of bleached bone that I can hold in the palm of my hand. The malnourished hand of psycho data choke, a voodoo hand that rubs me raw in my intoxication. I have a daydream I'm prone to daydream. I daydream at night. That's how prone I am to daydream. Probing the fertile crescent with an idle finger, I ascend into the fluorescent underbelly of a starry dynamo, a dwarf star unfolding like a flower, opening only for me. A twisted crone with a yellowed eye of a famished god, a crystal skull, bound in tattered silk, a beehive hairdo, sunflowers where eyes ought to be, sutures where a mouth ought to be, nimble spotted fingers strip 
faith, hope, and charity down to their rusted gears and frames. High on mere Coca-Cola, the infection paces a musty cell in feline rage, one eye open for a point of entry. Curbside altars, they rise up from the asphalt in glass candle flame, waking in the arms of another mother's heartache. Free me from this chronic desire to be free. Free from this emotional plague that splits our tongues, causes us to bleed recklessly. I smother my sorrows till they commence to hold their breath. My pinions crack and I lose all sensation. Here on the up unswept floors of Satan's synagogue, I alone reassemble the angels torn unaware in the fangs of jackals, the ones who prowl the makeshift temples of desire, their two-faced hip pockets stained with love, drooling with narcissistic kisses. I am pursuing my favorite pastime. Ooh. I am pursuing my favorite pastime in hours of conflict. I play dead. I have copper coins for eyes. I've swallowed myself raw. My cheeks are stuffed with mint leaves and licorice, playing dead in an Eden of slow-walking serpents, so lush a paradise walled within a mind so fractured and worn. I swear at times I forget to breathe. It's like the devil has got my tongue. I am counterfeiting sentiment in eight and a half by eleven inch photocopies. There was a time when the ghoul remained silent in the AM fog. My ruminations were simple, addition and subtraction. There was a time once upon a time when hens made holy water. There was a time once upon a time when I was a saintly invalid, chain smoking in attic rooms, sprouting milk teeth, gnawing at the fabric of reality. I had forgotten what a downpour sounded like. I had forgotten that a fast-moving fire, a fast-moving fire's favorite word is consumption. It seems I never crave silence at 3 a.m. with the wolfbane window pane shuddering, the hardwood floors pounding with angry ghost fists who would never let me break my face to smile. I stared down the ceiling at times like this, strapped into my own filth, Entropy in the guise of a new dawn grinds me down to a fine powder. Thanks. Right and Thanks, um, Bloodflower. From The City is Already Speaking, edited by Kim Shuck and uh, Denise Sullivan and Thea Matthews. Um, I managed to get into good company <laughs> in uh, volume two. Indeed. Um, <clears throat> sonnet number three. St. Stephen's day of powdery dry snow, dead wren at the doorstep of dream. Sunrise spans window ledges in silvery strands. King of birds, he knows his fate his muted dreams of flight and resurrection days of a world without end, 
St. Stephen stands barelegged in the snow, holding a dead wren in his pale blue hands, wreathed in holly and ivy, stark and cold. Hold the dead, small as they are, to your vagabond's inner heart, where she possesses in her grace an Irish catch. Circle around and sing of sacrifice. Sing my knell from door to door. Oh, give you some claps there, Blood Flower. Thank you. Claps and snaps. Claps and here's some snaps for you. Thank too. you very much. Thank you. You're welcome. It's been real. Thanks. Yeah. So hey, so while I've got you two in the booth, um, can if if anybody wants to catch you, either of you performing, or I know that that there's some organizing going on and things happening. What's going on, y'all? Tell tell me all about it. Uh, what's going on? I am, uh, f- dare I say, finishing up <laughs> the poem cycle, dare I say, and uh, hopefully want to get it into a podcast form of several different uh, pod, several podcasts, and uh, also perform it live with some musicians. Um, all I can say is that these are now dreams. <laughs> But hopefully we'll become more concrete in a few months. And, um, yeah, writing some new songs. But hopefully hoping to transition to more performing. I was actually going to ask you to uh, suggest some open mics in the city. All right. The the HIPAA ones. Well, let's see. Isn't the word party coming up on Tuesday? The word party is on Tuesday. Word party is on Tuesday. Um, Oh, you know what? So I have to check because it could be, I think I would have to check the internet, which I'm not going to do right now because everybody's <laughs> got it. But there is an open mic at the Museum of the African Diaspora huh. that I don't want to say. I it, I know it's on a, a Thursday. It's like one Thursday a month mm-hmm. um, that I want to check out because that sounds really cool and what an awesome space. Mm. If y'all haven't, if, if, if anybody hasn't been over there to, you should go check it out. Is that next to Street, Yerba right? Buena? It is. It's over there yeah. in Civic Center. It's on, uh, yeah, it's, it's in the Civic Center. Oh, cool. It's easy to get to. Yeah. Like it's, it's oh, cool. right there with everything. Mid market, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's on market street. Um, that's that sounds good. I haven't been there yet, but I have a good feeling about it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what other like. There's a lot of open mics. Um, I have an event coming up a week from today. Uh huh. At Alley Cat Galleria Bookstore. Um, I believe you're going to read there. Yes. I believe that you will be there as well as Global Val, Tifa Love. Um, we have some other people, uh, Monodream, uh, solo virtuoso, uh, electric bass and, uh, Tanuki Spider Cat, which is, uh, cello with, um, oh, how would you say it? Lots of, uh, really sick effects, <laughs> um, ambient, mostly music, you know, mm-hmm. um, but, and then, uh, followed by spoken word. Um, I have, uh, I'm co-curating a uh a, um an event at the same at the same place mm-hmm. like that, with Mia Byrne that'll be on cool. February 5th 
And I believe I have an open mic. I've never, I don't think I've ever hosted an open mic. I had an open mic before. Um, and uh, Ukulele Rob. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I think I'm going to co-curate with him on a Valentine's Day show called um, Love Poems for Dyslexic Hearts. <laughs> and that'll cool. be featured musicians and poets with a followed by an open mic. So uh, look out for those. When's the first event? The first one at Alley Cat? A week from today. Right. A week from Is today. Is that the? Let's see. Wait, I have a calendar. That's right from seven here. to nine p.m. There. Oh, cool. Yeah. Let's let's make sure we all know what day that is. That is January twenty fifth at Alley Cat Books. At what time? Seven to nine p.m. Seven to nine. It's Lunar New Year. It is, yeah. and that is a free event, is it not? Mm. Yes. Great. Correct. That's the right price always. I love free. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if for anybody out there, like we, we now have like two really great things that are possible to do on Valentine's Day. And, you know, I don't know, maybe you can make both of them. I'm, you know, it's hard to say. It's possible. It's hard. Or you know what? Maybe we should all clone ourselves and just go to both. Mm-hmm. We have that technology, right? Well, maybe no, mm-hmm. not yet. Okay, we're working on it. We're working on it. So, so hey, Milo, what what do you, what do you want to? I know you love the sound of your own voice. <laughs> I do. I mean, I, I do. Like, listen, <laughs> like I love the sound of my own voice. Uh, hey, it's it's radio. Uh, <laughs> cut three, family album. Awesome. Okay, y'all. So you are listening to, I am E.K. Keith, and you are listening to Open Pages at MutinyRadio.fm. We are located at 2781 21st Street at Florida in the Mission District of San Francisco, California. And I'm going to play a song since you got to hear some of Milo Star Johnson's poetry. Here's another song from her CD, The Perambulator, and this is called Family Album.
everybody. That was Milo Star Johnson, and that was called Family Album from her album, or The Perambulator, her CD. And check out milostarjohnson.com for more. Oh, look, the telephone is ringing. So I'm going to... Ooh, that didn't work out. Let's let's do something else. Okay, here I'm. I'm. I've got the phone. Hel- hello. Hello. Uh oh. So hello, hello, Val. Yeah. Can can you hear me? Oh, you're you're live, lady. Now, now I think you're alive. Let me see if I can hear you. Say something to me, Val. Bring up that level. And yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I got just go. the tiniest bit of feedback because you know I'm still, still learning the board. But I think let's see. Tell yeah, me, tell me what's good. Well, I. What's up, Mutiny Radio? It's Global Val. <laughs> We're calling in to open pages. Uh, today was the Women's March, number four. How was Did it? Did you go to that, EK? Yeah. Nice. I made it to the march, not the rally. <laughs> <laughs> totally I understandable. Some, I was doing some personal uh, empowerment stuff in the morning, and then I made it over to the march in time um, to walk down Market Street and hold my First Amendment rights sign and uh, be part of the masses of people out there with good intentions to make our country stronger and better by getting rid of, you know, the horrible leadership and, and legacy that uh, needs to be shaken off. So it was it was good. I'm glad I made it out. I'm glad you made it out, too. So, uh, yeah, what a good day. And it was a good day for it. What, what's going on at Mutiny Radio? Are you there with Gregory Pond? Oh, yeah. We had Greg Pond on, and he read some really, really awesome poetry. He's and then one of my favorite poets. He's the best. And, oh, he's organizing an event on Valentine's Day at yeah. Counterpulse on Turk, and it is um, intergenerational. It's it's youth and elders, and it's music, and it's poetry, and it's going to be um, on Valentine's Day at 8 p.m., and it's free, Val. Isn't that cool? I love it. That's, yeah. so, that's great. You know, intergenerational readings, I think, are really cool. Um to segue, it's <laughs> not not to steal the February 14th thunder, but on that note, um, I'm going to be part of a reading on the 29th, so be way before the 14th. But um, so if you only go out once every two weeks, you know, maybe come out on the 29th and then go out on the 14th. I'm going to be reading at Burton Beckett with the Fire Thieves, which is a Kim Shuck joint. Cool. Um, and it's sponsored by the um, American Academy of Poets. Wow. So what they're doing is um, two youth poets, two middle-aged poets, and two elderly elder poets. 
And I, I laughed when I saw the email because I was like, oh, I guess I'm one of the middle-aged ones. <laughs> <laughs> it happens kind of fast, doesn't it? Well, you know, I feel like middle range can range from like, you know, like 20 to 50. You're you're um, one of our, our more youthful middle-aged poets, Val. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I, I hope so. I'm... <laughs> You know, I'm the baby in my family, so it's kind of weird when I'm like, wow, I got some gray hair. Um, so, But I'm, I'm looking forward to it because the topic of that Fire Thieves event on the 29th, 7 p.m. at Burton Beckett, the topic is peace. Awesome. So, Poets Get on the Peace Train um, is the, the name of the event, and that's also free. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the other readers are. Um, but yeah, two youth readers. Um, one, one, I believe is someone that actually walked up to Kim Shutter to reading who was like 12 or something and said, I really want to, you know, write poetry. I've actually, I already do. So, um, maybe, maybe her, but, uh, I know you, I know you got a little bit longer. So I thought I'd call in and, and read a poem. Oh, Val, I would love it if you would read a poem. Um, so, <laughs> my, as, as I mentioned earlier, I, I didn't go to the rally part of the Women's March today, as I usually do. Um, I, I referenced um, doing some self-empowerment, <laughs> which is female empowerment. Um, and what I've been doing is some reorganizing and some clearing out and getting rid of old things, um, which, you know, I think is a very healthy thing to do. So right on. here, here is a poem along those lines. Can you hear me okay? Yep, you sound great. All right. Rededicate space. Look and rotate. Eliminate stale stuff, clogging up energy. Drink the tea and let it rain. I live in three feet of a nine-foot room, facing only two of the four corners. Eat more than a mound in the south, a full wing in the west, currently cuddled into my northeast nest like a bird looking for rest, a homemade piece of comfort with so much surrounding and untouched, muffling my dreams. So, that's... All right, Val. That's my... I never... I don't usually have... Uh, New Year's resolutions. <laughs> the only New Year's resolution that I've ever really kept was the one I made at the end of 2010, which was I'm going to go to Mutiny Radio every Friday in 2011. And I did that for nine years. <laughs> yeah, you did. And we're all glad that you did. Me too. And it's great to do it once a month. We'll be back there on the Common Thread um, on February 8th. So every second Saturday from 8 to 10. Um, and also, uh, yeah, so, you know, I think a good New Year's resolution, though, is to, you know, move that energy around, like, so that it can be freed and you can move it forward and don't don't let things, you know, pile up in stagnation around you. Um, there's probably plenty of things that will pile up and require your action, so that, that's a little different, but um, I think it's a good um, time to... For me, at least, to um, 
open up some of those channels uh, and let things flow a little bit more so that I have more energy for the pile of action items that I do have. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's, that's my PSA in true, like, pirate cat fashion where we used to do public service announcements. Um, hey, folks, it's that time of year when you should <laughs> clean out your shit. It's been hanging around way too long, and you know you're having weird dreams about it. So it's time to shuffle it off and give it a new home and make yours new as well. Right on. I've been doing some of that myself, Val. It feels good. It feels good to let go of things and and to ponder the, the life they'll have with the next people that they end up with and... You know, the, the, the life that things have on their own without us, even though we get really attached to like little pieces of paper. If you're me, like my life is full of little pieces of paper. Oh yeah. (laughs) And you know, like I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a writer who started writing, you know, in in pre-digital times which you know to me doesn't seem that long but consequently i have a lot of of pieces of paper that i'm attached to and and i have to say digitizing isn't comforting no there's something about there's something about like no there's an attachment to it in in a sense like you might even remember that little piece it's like it's familiar to you you know it's not just the words on it but it's the form it's in. Um, I just found, oddly enough, um, in my cleaning out of things, I found an old binder of stuff I wrote when I was in high school. Oh, wow. Which I, you know, very self-knowingly labeled my best shit. That's so cool. Because I know it's bad. (laughs) But it was the best at the time. Uh, Who's laughing in there? Who else you got? Oh, hey, that's that's Milo Star Johnson. You want to say hi? What's up, Milo? Hey, Global Val. Hey, hey. What what are you up to tonight, hanging out at Mutiny uh, Radio? I was just reading. I just want to show, uh, speaking of little bits of paper, I'm just going to show E.K. a photo of what my studio looks like with Post-its. Oh, <laughs> it's just post-its. A, a, bear, oh, yeah. a little sample. Let's see. It's, it's like a patchwork quilt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a 3M patchwork quilt. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> Nice choice of colors, though. Thank you. Hey, Val. Hello, <laughs> <Hi>, Flower. <laughs> What's up, my friend? Good to hear your voice. I don't have any cans on. I can't hear what she's saying. Um, Where'd they go? Saying what's up. Oh. I just said, I just wanted to say hi. Oh, yeah. Blood Flower doesn't have headphones on. He just wanted to say hi. I, I hear it. I hear it all. I'm right back at him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's funny. <laughs> Posted the notes. Um, oh, actually, you know what, E.K., you'll appreciate this, being a high school teacher or, and a librarian. Yes. I found a poem that I wrote in 1997. Uh, can I read it? Oh, please do. Yeah, and this goes along with the My Best Shit because it's definitely not a great poem, but it, maybe it is for uh, 
uh, I don't remember how old I was in 1997, but I was in high school. <laughs> Today, I rode on the school bus. I saw squirrels playing on lawns and people crossing the street. What did they want? Where were they going? Today, I rode on the school bus. I saw cars stopped at stop signs, a crow on a wire. What did they want? Where were they going? Today, I rode on the school bus. I saw grassy fields and a kid on a green skateboard. What did they want? Where were they going? Today, I rode on the school bus. I looked out the window, and I thought of myself. What do I want? Where am I going? Today, I rode on the school bus. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I never used to ride the school bus. I don't know why I was on the school bus, but I was like the kid who walked to school past all the rich kids who got cars when they turned 16. Oh, yeah. But maybe there was like a retreat or something, and I rode on the school bus and wrote a poem while I was on it because I didn't want to talk to anybody else. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah, that was cool. That's definitely the work of a younger Val. And also like, yeah, it's really, I think it's cool that you have a record of your thoughts from, from that time in your life, because we're like forming ourselves as teenagers and really exploring things. That's very cool. Thanks for sharing that Val. Well, thanks for having me call in. I appreciate being a, being part of Mutiny Radio uh, in any way, shape, or form. And yeah, 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 yeah. We've had we've had a really great night tonight. You know, you and Bloodflower and Milo Star Johnson and our feature Greg Pond. Love Greg Pond. Yep. We've had some music. I I played. Uh, Oh, I don't know. Maybe you can can do a download later. Um, I've been playing a few tracks from Tony Alderondo's CD, The Rhyming Poet, and also a couple of tracks off Milo Star Johnson's CD, The Perambulator. So it's been a good. Yeah. So hey, Val, do you want to do you want to hear a poem from me? I do. Okay. You know, we've. You know, I know, I I guess I've been like deeply influenced by the common thread because like, I feel like these, these threads come out all the time and like all of our poets had, had worked tonight about power and privilege and yeah. So this is a, this is a poem from my book, Ordinary Villains that I published in 2018. I learned all my Spanish in school. I never tried to pass for white, but I have been passed because it's good to be white in America. And mother knows best to give a not quite white baby white names that don't explain such dark eyes and such tight curls. My name never stopped mean girls hissing Gringa cola prieta, anguera, and taco. Brown on the inside, and not quite white on the outside. You would not believe how white people talk about other people when they think you're white. How it's more polite to say Spanish instead of Mexican. And the subtle shift in tone 
when your Mexican is discovered, your tortillas uncovered. I never tried to pass for white, but I have been passed because white people who like me want to give me the benefit of the doubt. And let me tell you, sister, there's nothing like white privilege, and my mother knew it. So when people would ask, are you Italian or Greek? She would laugh and say, good guess. (laughs) It is so disappointing. Such dark eyes and such tight curls fail to fit in. Not white, not Mexican. I have been passed. I identify as white trash. My mother is Mexican, but her family doesn't mind. Porque no hay indios en la familia. And since I learned all my Spanish in school, it was years before I understood it's good to be white in America. All right. So Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's a- that's that's what I got for you tonight. Just trying to kind of wrap up the show with you and Bloodflower and Milo and Greg and everybody who's listening. Well, I got I got one more quick one if you don't mind. If you don't, if you have time. Yeah, give us okay. another poem, Val. I am. So this one it was written when I was in my AP English class, and we had a guest poet come come in, and I have no idea who she was. I, I don't know her name. Um, she was a, a lovely. Um, black woman and she had her head like a hair wrapped and she had this beautiful dress on and she came in and had us she did with some, some poetry exercises and so this one in my was was a, a poem that I wrote from that workshop and it's called birthed from a desert 1999 folks 99 last century in the death and soils that go out from the Ventura Highway into the lands of death and bones and cactus pricks that pierce through the heat that rolls over my body, dry and cool, and brings mounds of forgotten disposed into my calloused wounds, flying past into the edges of unbounded life. A crow whose black, sleek understanding must expound alone and tempt the shuddering ignorance it reflects off the rusted burning pavement, the earth under my palms that brushes off and lives in me with my dreamscapes and knowings and salted touches whose itching stones do that which brings my spirit to the lands where fire and snake and Joshua tree breathe life into a deadened soul who takes their poison into her song. Wow, Val. 1999 was really intense for you. That one, that poem, when I wrote that poem, I was like, that's probably my best poem. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you hit kind of a milestone there, huh? I did. I like crossed a bridge. I'm like, wow, I am a poet. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. Bloodflower is looking a little terrified out in the, out in the performance studio. I bet. Well, I, I, you know, it made me think of Bloodflower, you know, kind of the, you know, the, uh, 
Yeah, know? going deep. Yeah, yeah that goes like, deep. You know, do that, which brings my spirit to the lands where fire and snake and Joshua tree breathe life into a deadened soul who takes their poison into her song. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to freak out Bloodflower a little bit more. Um, I love you guys. I'll let you go. Thank you so much for having me call in and um, sharing their time with me tonight. And I will see you all very soon. All right. Thanks, Val. I'll see you right. soon. Peace Thanks for all. calling. All right. All right. Guys. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody. You are listening to mutinyradio.fm. And I am E.K. Keith. And this show is Open Pages. We're right here in San Francisco, California, in the Mission District at 2781 21st Street. And Open Pages happens every month on the third Saturday. So, I mean, I can't think of anything more fun to do in San Francisco on a Saturday night. So this is this is what I do. Um, it's not raining tonight. And... We're, we're happy to have a little break in the weather, and I'm happy to be here, and thanks for listening. Um, there's a lot of good events coming up. Uh, Mutiny Radio is having a fundraiser the first week of March, and it's a, a comedy, a week of comedy, and that's going to be a lot of fun. So if you're into that, you should uh, go to mutinyradio.fm and look up about that, and uh, check out Counterpulse, and Go, go check out the Alley Cat Galleria calendar. There's all kind of stuff going on. And next week at Alley Cat, Bloodflower was saying that Mia Byrne is one of the people who is going to be performing at that show. And so we're just going to close out this Saturday night with a track off of Mia Byrne's previous album. She's got a new one out. But this album is called As I Am, and this is called All These Smarts. So enjoy the music, and thanks for listening to the poetry, and, you know, tune in next time. All these smarts, nobody knows what's going on. Try to tame the tide, you'll find it's much too strong. It's hard to pick back up and move along When you train so well to stay where they say you belong It's a shame people don't see what kind of shape we're in Spending days and nights caught up in arguing Can't see when wool is full, when sugar's saccharine When your 14 buck martinis made of bathtub gin All these smarts and no one seems to know What's for real and what's just a talk show? You drink the tonic down, go with the flow While the soap opera becomes the status quo Press trades and distractions, all the news that fits Is yellow stuff bound, no good reds and anarchists Laws got changed, now we're all antagonists But everyone's so wound up, it's all gone amiss all these smarts and folks don't seem to care About nothing except for starlings called her underwear But when your ride to have a ride is taking lazy fare You'd be smart to see what's going down right over there 
All these smarts, nobody knows what's going on All these smarts, nobody knows what's going on Try to tame the tide, you'll find it's much too strong It's hard to pick yourself up and move along When you train so well to stay with me All these smarts, nobody knows what's going on All these smarts, nobody knows what's going on All these smarts, nobody knows what's going on
Alice Cooper from the Welcome to My Nightmare record, uh, the Department of Youth. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, I heard about them. Um, uh, Twenty-seven still alive. Uh, these guys, uh, uh, they cracked me up. They they called in. We did a little interview uh, back in the early part of the year. They're from Texarkana, Texas. Um, shipping a bottle is what this is called. And uh, let's see, let me turn that up. And we're touching that. Uh, circle, chasing its tail. Good sign. It has accepted my request and is processing. Here we go.